Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, my awesome friend? Welcome back to the Having It All podcast. I am Matthew Bivens, your balanced lifestyle coach, and I'm pumped to talk today about creating it all, having it all, building your abundant, loving life. That's what we talk about every single episode here on the show. And what excites me about these conversations is that I know you're playing for big things. I know you're playing to bring your fullness, your whole authentic self into life, have that fullest life experience that you possibly can. And that excites me to no end. I get so pumped up to have these conversations with you. So thank you for joining with me today. If you don't mind, Can you pull out your phone or whatever device you're listening to this podcast on and just click that little subscribe, boop, whatever it is, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever. If you could just subscribe, that would be tremendous. It is a big help for the show. It helps other people find and discover the show when you subscribe. It really does help. So that would be awesome. And if you want to leave a rating, review, that would be cool too. You can leave me some feedback. Let me know what you like about the show or a particular episode. And that you can do that on the app that you're listening to as well. Lastly, if you want to connect with me, let's say you want to ask me a question or share with me some personal feedback about the show or something that you've gotten from listening to the podcast, anything like that, suggest a topic, you can connect with me in two ways. First, email Matthew at MatthewBibbins.com. Second way to connect is through Instagram. I am at Matthew underscore Bivens. And you can just hit me up, shoot me a DM, and we can talk. We can get into the conversation because that's what I love doing. I love getting into conversations. All right. Today's conversation is pretty cool. This topic comes from a listener. So I'm going to be answering a listener question, which is essentially around how do I manage all the things that I've got going on in my life? And I've got a number of things going on in my life. So this will be pretty cool to talk about. How do I just keep all those balls up in the air? How do I how do I juggle everything and create an experience of all of it that is joyful, peaceful, where I don't feel overwhelmed and and stress and anxiety and how do I do that? So I'm going to dig into some macro stuff, some big level stuff and some micro 
really small things, really specific things that I do. And I believe you're going to get a lot out of today's conversation because that definitely ties into having it all, right? Like the abundance. There's an abundance of things that I like to explore and do and want to be, want to take part in. And so if I stretch myself too thin, then my experience of it is definitely not loving. Remember, abundant, loving life. That's what I'm playing for. So you can experience abundance in your life and love it. Like you can have the abundance and love it too. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. Let's kick things off with some magic. You know, those magical moments are those moments when you influence self, others, or life in an empowering way. And they happen all the time, but we're not always aware of them because you are a powerful creator. You are creating your life. You are creating the way that you relate to the things that happen in your life. And so to be aware of that really allows you to, to be aware of how powerful you are, like to tap in that, my gosh, like I'm actually the one who is painting on the canvas of my own life. Like I'm the one who's programming this computer and then I'm running the program. And so that's what we want to bring awareness around by talking about magical moments. So my magic for this week is an awesome, awesome meeting, gathering that I went to last night. And um, this is part of, it's something I do every month, part of the Your Day Balance Game community. There's a, a squad of us, 10 people, and we're the ones who are the, the, really the, the people in like the engine driving this thing forward. So these are diff- fellow coaches, different trainers, and people who have just taken up a very active role in moving the organization forward. And we gather every month to talk about the state of the, the company, the state of the different technology that we have, like the Balance Chart app. And, and this is most important, we come together to talk about the state of each one of us. How are we being? What things are coming up for us as individuals? What are some areas of opportunity? Where can we give some feedback? And collectively, how can all of us step, step up and level up, really? How can we all level up? And so we have these meetings every month to talk about these things. And yesterday was our meeting. And what's so magical about this is, and what I'm really grateful for about this, is having this space and this group of people where we can talk about anything, anything, and I mean anything. And in this group, we have talked and covered all topics. Last night, after we went kind of through the State of the Union on things, we talked about race. We talked about the, the, the climate and the temperature in the country right now around race. And we went around the room and everybody shared how things are, have been impacting them what's been coming up for them, how they're relating to all of it. And it was a very open discussion and not everybody was on, you know, saw that was on the same perspective. And it was so beautiful to be able to have that space to have a very honest, transparent, vulnerable conversation and feel like you were safe to say and express whatever you wanted. And that was amazing. And so, you know, there was a lot of healing. There was a lot of understanding that happened in that conversation last night, which was really great. Um, And my magic around it is having that space to talk about things, whether it's race, whether it's coronavirus. We had a conversation all about, like, what's coming up for everybody around coronavirus. We talked 
so much about sex and sexual healing and sexual energy, talked about monogamy, talked about all different things related to you know, that area of life. We've talked about weight. We've talked about health. I mean, everything is like, it's all open to be discussed. And so I, years ago, did not create or have that type of community or that type of space where I could discuss anything, any topic. You know, in the different pockets that I had, different groups that I ran in, you know, certain topics were just kind of like taboo and we never, we never went there. We never talked about them. And so magic for me is being a part of a community, being a part of a group where, yeah, we talk about all of it. We talk about all of it because all of it is part of life. No matter how much you want to deny that sex exists, oh, it exists. And it's influencing and impacting you right now. No matter how much you want to deny that, you know, race plays a part in things, it is. And so we talk about it because it is part of what the human condition and the human experience is. And, and, and that's part of, in my opinion, that's part of having it all is being able to talk about it all, discuss it all. For you to be able to turn over those stones and look at things that maybe you never wanted to look at before because it was uncomfortable, because it made you nervous, because it brought up stuff within you. And so part of the reason why I am able to get on this mic and share on this podcast the way I do is because of that space that I've helped to create and that I step into, to be transparent and to share and to go there so that, there, so that no topic is off limits. That's one of my personal goals, that no topic is off limits. Because if it's off limits, that means that I'm having some sort of fear, that I'm, that I'm afraid to push into it, that I'm judging myself, that there's something like that going on if there's a topic within me that's off limits. And what's really fantastic is over the years, I have gotten to the point where, yeah, no topic is off limits. I will talk about anything. And I love that. I love that. So my magic is that group, the conversation last night, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So right now, if you feel inspired, reflect on some magic for yourself. You know, you can hit pause in the episode and just think of one magical moment. How have you influenced self, others, or life in an empowering way? It could be one, one thing. That's all we want to do is just like, let's, let's wrap our minds around one thing. It can be small. It can be large. All of it matters. So again, if you feel inspired, hit pause, reflect on your magical moment. And I'm going to move on to today's listener love because this is tied directly into today's conversation. So listener love and, and shout out goes out to Christine. Christine, I have appreciated so much um, our conversations. And we've had a lot of conversations recently and it's been absolutely wonderful and magical. And um, I thank you for everything you've shared regarding the podcast and the different episodes that have spoken to you and just the length of time you've been listening and, and applying these different things. And that, that to me has been so incredible to hear, you know, your experience of the podcast and to hear your experience of yourself as you've gone out and, and taken actions in your life and tested some of these things out and tried different things and pushed your own boundaries. It's been really incredible for me. So Christine, thank you for that. And thank you for today's topic, because we're going to get into that in just a moment. So thank you for, for, for reaching out and 
having those suggestions and saying, hey, you know, it would be cool for you to talk about this because I know that if you have that question, other people do as well. So I appreciate you just being proactive and, and reaching out with me on that. If you listening want to connect with me the way that Christine has and have some cool conversations and even suggest some topics, once again, you can get in touch with me in two ways. My email is matthew at matthewbivens.com. And on Instagram, I am at Matthew underscore Bivens. I love being connected with in both ways. Both are awesome. And uh, yeah, you can get in touch with me. All right. Let's get into today's conversation because I am excited to talk about how I keep all these balls in the air, how I keep juggling all these different things and prevent overwhelm and prevent burnout and prevent having to strip everything down and just wipe the table clean and start from scratch. Because uh, I've experienced all of those things. I've experienced feeling massively overwhelmed where you know the anxiety went up and I just wanted to check out completely. And I have checked out completely in the past. I've experienced feeling like my plate was so full of stuff that I just needed to tear it all down and wipe the entire thing clean and start over. And that wasn't always very fun, having those conversations with different people that I had agreements with or different organizations that I signed up to be a part of and then having to back out of those things, not always fun. I've also experienced my body, the impact of pushing, 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 and then burning out and having my body say, no, we're complete. I've experienced that as well. I've experienced feeling like I was losing a grip on what was important for me because I was doing a lot of things that other people were wanting me to do and just losing sort of myself in that process. And that has added to feelings of overwhelm and struggling to keep the balls up in the air. So I have experienced a lot of those different things and I've addressed many, many of them. I'm gonna talk about how I've done that. So let's first get into Christine's message to me. So Christine writes, I personally would like to know what mindset tools you use to keep from letting all the things in your life merge into one another and create roadblocks. Another way to say this is, how do you keep away overwhelm by mentally separating things and not letting one flood into the other? To not get blocked before you start and to not get distracted by one thing when engaged in another. They say we all have the same 24 hours and I've accomplished a lot in my life, but when I was writing my books, I'd write from the moment I woke up until 2 p.m. every day, then go to my office to run the business in the afternoon. This went on intensely for four months. Then I had my family slash house at night. That worked okay because there was an end date each time. However, with multiple projects going on, what techniques do you use to keep all the balls in the air, not lose track of what you're doing, and not feel overwhelmed? I guess that's the question in a nutshell. And I think it would be a very inspiring podcast for your listeners if you choose to do it. So, Christine, I love it. Thank you for the question. Thank you for providing an example. I could connect with that example. I, I, I got what you were saying. And um, yeah, I think this is going to be a really, really awesome conversation. So it's time for me to take a sip of water real quick. Okay. I'm going to answer this question in two parts. I'm going to talk about the macro, the big level, you know, 10,000 foot view. What do I do? And what are some of the 
the, the, the strategies or perspectives that I have that then help me to keep all these amazing things going. And then I'm going to talk about from the micro, some really specific actions and tools that I do to just manage my day to day. Because like I said, I have a lot of different um, projects going on and I know you do as well, right? Like we all have a number of different things. We all wear a number of different hats. So it isn't so much a matter of how many things I have going on or anybody else has going on. It is how are you relating to what you have taken on in life? How are you experiencing the life that you've signed up for? That is, the, is, is really what we're trying to, to get at. Because every person has taken on different things. And so one person might have, might have three primary, you know, three big roles or, or three big things going on. Another person might have a dozen. It doesn't mean that the person who has a dozen is doing better in life or is more successful or, you know, higher achieving or more productive at all, right? Because it's the experience and the quality. Like, how are you experiencing the life with all the different balls you've got juggling in the air? So I'm not going to you know, list out all the different things that I do because, again, I don't want you to compare yourself to me and I don't want you to think that, you know, you aren't doing something if you don't have as many balls. Or the flip side, I don't want you to look and say, oh my gosh, that's all he's got going on? That's nothing. Because again, that's not the point. You could have one thing going on in your life. You have one role, one task, one job. And if you are loving the experience of it, awesome, you win. If you're not loving the experience of it, then cool, let's talk about that. All right? So from the macro, the big level, the way that I am able to manage all the things I have going on is because I truly, truly look at that balance between my P and my PC. A way to think about this is if you think of an iceberg, You've seen the, the, those motivational posters of like an iceberg, right? And the part of the iceberg that sticks up above the water is typically 5 or 10% of the entire mass of the iceberg, right? So you just visualize that. The piece that sticks up, you've got the part that's exposed to the air. That's a little bit. It looks big, but what you don't realize is underneath the water, underneath the surface, it is so much larger. There's so much more mass and volume down there. And that's what you don't see. And so the way I'm going to answer this question, Christine, from a macro level is what you are seeing me do, whether it's the multiple podcasts and running groups or businesses and different roles, what you're seeing me do is a tiny fragment of what is actually going on. Because there's a lot that you do not see behind the scenes that allows me to keep all those different balls up in the air. Because all those balls that you're seeing or thinking that I'm, that I'm juggling right now, that's just the 5%. There's the 95% underneath the surface, which is the character that I have built over time to sustain all those different balls. That is the 10,000 foot view that I have put in very intentional reps over a long period of time to grow and develop the character or the capacity to juggle all those balls. And that's when I go back to the P-PC balance. 
So this concept comes from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. P is performance, the things that you create, the things that you produce, the golden eggs. That's P. PC is performance capability or performance capacity. That's your ability to produce those things, otherwise known as the goose itself. So I pay extremely close attention to my P and PC balance. And my goal is that there is balance between them. That if I'm putting out a certain amount of P, producing a certain amount of golden eggs, that I'm putting in the required attention and focus on the PC, on the recovery and of the taking care of the golden goose. So back to the iceberg analogy. That 5%, that 5-10% above the surface, those are my golden eggs. The 90% is the stuff that I do behind the scenes to take care of the goose, which is me. And that's not necessarily my ratio. It isn't like I put in 90% of my time in the PC and 10% in the P. However, I do make sure that my PC is higher than my P. Why? Because if I'm thinking in terms of the capacity and my ability to sustain what I'm producing, I want to be, I want to have more reserves in the tank than what I'm expending. I want to be able to go further than what I need. So I make sure that I'm refilling my tank, making deposits into myself, building healthy habits, taking care of me, taking care of the goose. I make sure that I take care of this goose so that I can continue to produce my golden eggs. Because I know that when the gap starts to form, that's when my joy starts to leak out. That's when my peace starts to leak out. And what comes in is overwhelm, anxiety, stress. So when your P or what you're producing is really high and your PC or your ability to sustain it is low, there's a gap, right? There's a gap forms. If you wanted to look at it in terms of, you know, just just hours in a day, right? If you're working 14 hours a day, but you aren't putting in some hours to take care of that, a gap is going to start to form, right? That's just what happens. And when there is that gap, it's so easy for you to feel like, oh my gosh, how am I, how am I able to juggle all these things? I'm feeling overwhelmed. I have all these balls in the air and it's really hard for me to switch my brain back and forth between them. I'm having trouble changing roles or I'm having trouble even focusing deeply and intensely on one role at a time. And that happens when your tank is low. That happens when the goose isn't being taken care of. That happens when that 90% which is supposed to be under the surface for the iceberg isn't there. When you have more structure out of the water than under the water because that's what people do. They don't build that, that, that character base. They don't build that solid foundation that is underneath the water. They just focus on what's above, which is that P. Let me just keep on adding more things and let me get clever with the way that I add more things. I'll take on a new role and I'll, I'll, I'll do my conference calls in the car on the way to work. And then while I'm at work, I'll multitask and try to do two, maybe even three things at a time. 
And then when I come home, I'm going to make sure that I can, you know, efficiently take care of all these different little things because I can keep on adding more and more. That's what we do. We just kind of get real clever with it. All the while, there's not much underneath the surface, right? The, that iceberg is way too top heavy. And what happens when you've got something like that that's top heavy? It's going to fall over eventually. That's why I say it's unsustainable. PPC balance, when you have a balance between what you're putting out and what you're bringing in, that is sustainable, meaning you can go long and far with that. You can count on that. When there's a balance between the golden eggs and taking care of the goose, that is sustainable. When there isn't balance, it is unsustainable. And at some point, it will crack. It's not a matter of if, it's just when. When something is unsustainable, it will not sustain. And at some point, it cracks. So back to this question. The technique that I use, the way that I keep track of everything is I truly, truly ensure that I'm taking care of me. I make sure that I have built and continue to build that strong character that you don't see, the stuff underneath the surface, so that whenever I add something new on my plate, it doesn't throw me out of whack and I can sustain it and I don't lose my joy by doing it. And I want to give you an example. So Sarah and I have been talking about expanding our family, having another child. And when you take on something like a new baby, that right there raises your P, your production. There's a lot that goes into raising a child, right? So right there, we're talking about expanding our P, raising up our P. And so this is what we actually sat down and did. We said, okay, we want to bring in another child and we don't want our joyful experience to go down with the increase of responsibility. So let's look at those things that we can do now before baby comes that's going to help us to grow our capacity so that when baby does come, we can handle that new responsibility powerfully and in a healthy way. And so one of the very first things we did is we went to our balance charts and we added more habits to our balance chart. We increased the number of points that we were playing for because we know that a baby is going to add more pee. That's what babies do. I'm not talking about <laughs> urine. <laughs> I'm talking about when you increase the pee, like a baby is going to be require more of you, more energy, more time, more output. That's what pee is, right? And so since that, we know that's going to go up. What are we going to do on the back end to increase our capacity? And during the months before baby arrives, get our capacity higher so that as soon as that new P is introduced, whoop, we can already sustain it. And the reason is, I personally am not trying to experience more stress, additional overwhelm. And I'm not, I don't want to let a baby mess with my peace, right? I don't want anything to mess with my peace. And so if I know that I'm going to increase the things that I'm going to be taking on in terms of responsibilities, if I want to maintain my sense of peace, then I got to make sure that I'm doing more for me. I'm taking care of me, then I'm making sure I'm depositing into me. So that was the first thing that we did. And we had a list of maybe half a dozen things. Some of them were financial things. Some of them were household things. Some of them had to do with our vehicles. But that one that was, in my opinion, the most important 
with taking care of ourselves? How can we level up the degree at which we take care of ourselves so that when we add this new element, it doesn't throw us off? It doesn't all of a sudden tip the iceberg. So essentially, how can we make that stuff under the water? How can we grow it and expand it? Because the iceberg above the water is going to get bigger. And so that's what we did. And so one of the things that I do, like one of the things that I practice and work on, again, still at the micro or the macro level, that big, big picture level, is I work on being aware of what it feels like when I'm starting to get out of balance, when my P and PC are no longer in sync with each other, when I'm starting to do take on more P. And for me, what happens, one of the first signs that I know that, you know, in a moment I'm kind of out of it is my mind just races and it starts filling up with conversations that are fictional or to-dos, things that I need to get done or whatever is upcoming on the schedule. And I sort of fixate on those things and my mind just starts to go faster, 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 faster. It's one of the first signs within me. Another sign that I'm starting to slip out of that balance is that I start to feel a little anxious and my pulse starts to, 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 to speed up a little bit. I can feel it like my heart starts to beat faster. I start to sweat under my arms. And those are things that I've been working on like tuning my sensors to so that as soon as they start up, I notice it. Because as soon as I can notice it, then I can do something about it. And it's like, oh, okay, that P is getting on top of me. Let me go do some PC stuff. And so nine times out of 10, when I first experience that mental chatter expand or my body starts to get a little anxious, I go for a walk. That is a very simple PC habit that I can do for myself, a simple and small deposit into my tank that helps bring back that equilibrium. And so on a macro level, one of the things that I pay attention to is what is my body telling me? Because my body is going to tell me if it's feeling a little out of, out of balance, out of alignment. And the body always communicates those things. So that's my answer to the question from a macro level, big picture level. I make sure that my, my, my PC is higher than my P. I make sure that if I'm going to grow my P, take on more responsibilities in life, that I first grow my PC and I grow my capacity to handle those things in a joyful way. Now, from a micro level, how do I not allow all these different things to kind of blend and, and vie for attention and keep me from being present with what I'm working on? You know, just basically, how do I keep all those balls in the air? Well, there's a number of different things that, that I do. First of all, I realize that I'm no good at multitasking. I never have been. I, I sometimes have to stop myself from peeing and brushing my teeth at the same time. Like, can't multitask because one of those things is not going to end up well. So I realize that about myself. And I realize that my brain doesn't have, isn't really great at working on multiple things at a time. So if I'm working on something and then an idea pops in my brain or something pops in like, oh, you're supposed to do this or this is also on your agenda for the day, I, I'm it doesn't really work well for me to just try to have those things going on at the same time in my head. So one of the first things that I do to, to maintain my peace, really, while I'm working on all the things I work on, is I use tools. I lean on my tools to 
organize myself, organize my day, organize my thoughts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And so in no particular order, the tools that I use, first and foremost, is Google Calendar. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing throughout my day. Like right now, I'm in a record for having it all block on my calendar. And before that, I was in a Your Day Balance Game website meeting. And before that, I, you know, it's like I know what's going on in my calendar. And I was a little resistant to that idea at first because I'm somebody who also likes flow and likes to just be spontaneous. And so I have also carved those moments into my calendar. Like I just leave blocks with nothing in it. And I allow myself the freedom to do whatever I want to do. And I allow myself to bump something off the calendar if it's not working for me or if I want to change it up. You know, but over the over the years I've developed the discipline to to know like what needs to get done. And so I use my calendar as a way to not have to think about all the stuff. It's like, okay, great. I'm gonna work on this project for this hour and then I'm gonna be complete. Then I'm gonna go take lunch for an hour and then I'm gonna come back and work on this other project. And I don't have to think about it because it's right there on the calendar. And I make sure that I set that stuff up at the beginning of the week. Another tool that I use, and these are the tools that kind of manage my projects, are Asana. A-S-A-N-A. That's a great tool for managing different projects. I use that with team members that I'm working with. When we're working on, you know, website projects or podcasts, I can assign things to different people with due dates and all that great stuff. And I don't have to think about it. It's all right there. That one's great for me because it helps me to get my ideas out of my head and just like, I don't have to project manage in my own head. Because again, I can't, I'm not great at juggling all those things in my head. So I use Asana for that. And then Evernote. That's what I use to write down ideas. And like this podcast topic was built in Evernote first. So I have a sheet and I have a template that I use for every single podcast. It has a title and the description and it has my welcome and my magical moment and my listener love and then the episode notes. Like you, you might have thought that that was all just coming off the top of my head, but I'm looking at a sheet right in front of me with different notes on it. So I knew what magic I was going to share and I knew what listener love I was going to shout out. And I use a tool like that so I don't have to keep all that stuff in my head. I want my head to be open for ideas and for downloads coming from source and for just inspirations. Like that's what I want my brain to be open and free to be able to do. But if I'm trying to think of all the stuff I need to say on a podcast or all the things I need to do in a day or what are the goals for the month, my, my brain will be too filled up with all that information and I won't enjoy it. So I use Evernote to get stuff out of my head and Google Docs as well. I use Google Docs to get things out of my head, to collaborate and share. Um, and then lastly, just good old fashioned writing stuff down. I make lists and journals on note cards. So that all helps me to get things out of my head because that to me is one of the most effective ways that I can manage a lot of stuff is if I don't have to think about a lot of stuff. I don't have to think about what I'm doing next. You know, when I'm working with a client, for example, I have a document that I use that I keep track of our calls. And at the end of one call, 
I'll write down what we're supposed to be working on for the next call. So that the next week when I open the document, it's already there. I don't have to try to retrieve and think about, like, what did we talk about last week? I think we got into talking about values, but maybe we were working on mission statement. Ah, mm, okay, I don't really know. Let me kind of read. I don't have to do any of that. I don't have to think about it because I wrote it down. So that's an example of how I, I just write stuff down and, and then it really helps to free my mind so that I can be present with my client or present with my project or present with my team member or present with Maya because I'm not thinking about a whole bunch of things at once. So on a micro level, that's how I can juggle so many different things. I also take breaks. I don't work in like big hour blocks of time. I work in spurts. And I sit down and I know what I'm, I'm, I need to do and I go at it and I'm, I just get in the zone. I call it going monk. I go monk on it and I just, boom, plow through and, and flow. And when I'm done, I step away and I go outside and I play with Maya for 30 minutes or I hang out with Sarah. You know, I just, I do something else. I take a break. I take a break because again, I know myself. I know that if I'm working on something for three hours in a row, like I'm going to get burned out. That's not fun for me. My genius doesn't come out. There are some things where I'll just get lost in that flow state. And yeah, it could go three hours in a row. But for other just tasks and things that got to get done, that's just not how I operate. So I take breaks. I go for walks. I mean, yesterday was a great example. I had a number of things on my, my calendar and I just decided that I, I needed more breaks yesterday. So I took two meditation breaks. I don't think I've ever done that before. Meditated twice in a day. But I did it twice yesterday. Went outside, meditated once, did some work, was feeling a little jumbled in my head, went outside again, sat down and read. Then I meditated, and then Sarah and I had some went, went for a little lunch date. So, I mean, I, I take those breaks when I need them. And I honor that. And some moments, I can push myself through, and I can just get it done. You know, sometimes that's routine tasks. It's like, I just got to get this done. Let's get it done. But other things, if I need some brain power, I might give myself a moment to just catch my breath, clear my mind before jumping in. And so I do it. Another thing that I do on the micro level to help keep all the balls in the air is I've learned to say no. I've learned to say no to things. And that's been challenging at times. So... As I mentioned in the intro to this episode, there was a point in time, and this happened multiple times over the past maybe 10 years, where I had too many balls in the air and I started to drop some. And so after you know, not being effective at juggling them and dropping balls and judging myself and being critical of myself for not fulfilling my roles and responsibilities, I just had to wipe the slate clean. And I didn't like any of those experiences. Like I didn't enjoy deciding to just pull out of a of a of a of being on the board of directors for a nonprofit, for example. That wasn't fun to go and have those conversations. You know, I, I didn't enjoy having to scale myself back um, in a company that I worked at, just having too many clients. You know, and having gone through that experience a number of times, I now understand where I took on more and what that moment was where I could have said no, but I decided to do it because I wanted to make myself look better. I wanted to bolster my resume. I wanted to make more money. I wanted to 
to do what I thought other people wanted me to do. And so I've learned to say no. And one of the, the, the ways, one of the things that helps me to say no is to have such a strong, burning passion for the things I'm saying yes to. That helps so much, I'm telling you. When you are so fired up about what you are saying yes to, it means that you can graciously say no and not feel any type of way about it. Because I used to feel very guilty if I said no. If somebody asked me for help and I really didn't want to give them help, a lot of times I would say yes because I didn't want them to not like me. I didn't want to, to, to feel like I had let them down. Maybe I felt like I had the ability to say yes and save the person and I just wanted that ego boost of you know being a savior. But I would say yes. But now, today, I'm so clear as to what I'm here to do right now that when new opportunities come my way, I really have no problem saying no if in my spirit, in my heart, I know it's not a fit. Even if all the other things about it are great, even if it's like, oh, it's very lucrative, you know, you could you could triple the audience of the podcast or you could, you know, increase your your revenues and profits by by a huge amount. You could, you know, be on the cover of this or that. It's like, okay, yes. But does it truly align with what I'm playing for? Does this help that does does, does this connect with that burning why that big passion that that bigger why that I'm that I'm fueled by if it doesn't then it doesn't matter all the perks and benefits and money and all that stuff it's a no because i know that within myself if i say yes to it that my peace is going to get disrupted and you're probably sensing a pattern that i am a person that is all about experiencing peace the last part of my mission statement is to flow in the conviction of peace. I'm a peaceful guy, and I like experiencing peace in my life. And so if there's elements that are messing with my peace, you know, I, I attend to them. I do what needs to be done. And taking on a whole bunch of things and adding a whole bunch of balls because I want to make more money, because I want to feel more important, that messes with my peace. Like there's no amount of money that you could give me that if you tell me, my peace is going to go down to zero, that I wouldn't take any of it. I don't care how much money it is because I'm playing for the experience of it all. An abundant, loving life. I want to love the experience. I want to feel joy in the experience. I want to feel peace in the experience. So saying no has allowed me to do that. Not adding more balls. I go back to what I said at the very beginning. It's not about how many balls you're juggling. It's about... How effective are you and how much are you enjoying it? If you've got one ball you're tossing up in the air, but man, you are just crushing it and you're loving it, I'm telling you, you win. You win. Rather than the person who has 20, who's getting all the praise from everybody else, but who's struggling, who's burning themselves out trying to juggle 20 balls, who's dropping balls on the ground and being like, ah, God, I dropped another one and not loving the experience. They don't win. Not in the game of having an abundant, loving life. In the game of making money, you might win. In the game of you know being validated by others, you might win. In the game of, of who's the mo- biggest influencer on social media, you might win. 
but not in the experience game. So for me, it's gotten easier over time to say no to things, you know, and, and to, to look at something, new opportunities, and just, does it help me move closer to my why? Yes or no? Does it help me move closer to my mission statement? That's why I love having a mission statement. I just use that as a barometer. Any new thing that comes across my path that is a potential opportunity or a new ball to juggle, I recite my mission statement and I say, okay, does this new thing align with who I'm playing to be? Yes? Okay, great. Then let's seriously consider it. No? Awesome. Easy pass. So the way that I keep things going in the air and not lose track of things and not feel overwhelmed, it's that mixture of the macro and the micro. It's understanding what balance looks like and feels like for myself. It's knowing when I'm out of balance and doing what I need to do to get back into balance. It's recognizing that if I'm going to increase my P and take on more responsibilities and juggle more balls in the air, that comes after I increase my PC, my capability and my capacity to take on that new life. Because I'm telling you, all the, you can have all the different things. You can have all this quote-unquote success that everybody tells you you're going to feel happy and joyful when you have all those things. But what happens? You know the story. The person gets the money, gets the promotion, gets the raise, gets the titles, gets the plaques on their walls, and they don't feel any happier. They don't feel any more joy. Now they've got more responsibility. That's what additional money is. More money, more responsibility. That's just what it is. You got to be able to manage that. And if you can't even manage yourself, then guess what's going to happen? You're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to start dropping some balls. You're going to feel burnt out. You're going to feel anxious. You're not going to be excited about Mondays. That's a great gauge as to where your PPC is at. Do you feel excited about Mondays? I feel so excited about Mondays. I'm ready to go. I got energy. I'm excited. Possibility exists everywhere. And on top of that, I'm operating and doing things that I love to do. I'm operating in my passion and my sweet spot. So yeah, Mondays are great. And all the different products I've taken on, I find joy in them. And yes, there are moments when it's not joyful. Right? Like there are moments when I can look ahead at a week and think, man, this is going to be a long week. This is one of those weeks. Monday night, long core meeting. I went five hours long. Tuesday night, running a class, leading a COI. Wednesday night, app call meeting. That goes hours and hours and hours. Like that's just what it is. That's the life that I've taken on. That's the P. But you know what? Before I took on any of those things, I developed the character through working on the habits to be able to sustain it joyfully. And that's the difference. That's why you don't look at somebody else's you know, tip of their iceberg and start comparing yourself against them. That's why you don't go on Instagram and look at what somebody else has and start judging yourself against them because you have no clue what their experience of all of it is. And most of the time, you could probably guess that they aren't having a joyful experience of all of it because so many of us get wrapped up in doing things for other people's approval, taking on more and more and more because, well, if I get that, if I take on the, the new promotion, I'm going to make more money and then that money is going to allow me to buy that car that I really want and you know what? That car is going to help me feel like I belong in this neighborhood because everybody else in this neighborhood drives that fancy car. So I'm going to get that nice car. Then I'm going to get this real nice house. 
I'm going to be loved and approved by others, and now I'm going to feel happy about myself. But you know it doesn't happen that way. So instead, inside out, address your PC. Ask yourself, where is your gap? Do you have a gap right now between what you're putting out and what you're doing for yourself? Is your P higher than your PC? Do you put more attention to the golden eggs or the golden goose? If there's a gap, understand that if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or confused or tired or burnt out or any of those things you aren't enjoying, it's most likely due to the fact that there's a gap. And so then the next question is, how do you address the gap? It's all about raising your capacity to handle the life that you have signed up for. So you can either let go of some of the things in your life, let go of some of the responsibilities, that's one option, or you can raise your capacity, raise your PC, that's another option, or you can do nothing and suffer through it, right? Do nothing and feel like a victim. Do nothing and feel burnt out and tired all the time and be the type of person when someone asks you how you're doing, you're like, I'm okay. How's life? Busy. How you feeling? Tired. I know a lot of people who those are their, their reactive, like instinctual responses. You ask them, how is your day? Busy. You could be that person. Or you could be the person who does nothing and just accepts it. Just re recognizes like, hey, you know what? There's a gap right now. And I'm going to be at peace with the fact that there's this gap. I won't complain that I'm tired. I won't complain that I feel burnt out. I won't complain that my body is screaming at me telling you need to take care of me and I'm just going to ignore it. That's rare, right? Most of the time you don't hear of the people who are at peace with the fact that there's a massive gap between their P and their PC. But it can happen. The bottom line is you have options, right? You can let go of some things in your life. You can raise your capacity to handle the life that you have. You can do nothing and be a victim to it, or you can do nothing and just accept it. You're doing one of those four things right now. And so for me, my recommendation, either raise your capacity or let go of some things. Because I'm telling you, if you're playing to have it all, that abundant loving life, part of it is a PPC balance. And that's principle, everybody. That's principle. PPC balance is the precursor to longevity. You will not go long and far in life if there is a massive imbalance because it's not sustainable. And at some point, that check is going to be cashed. At some point, you know, you got you to gotta make the bed that you lay in. Meaning at some point when there's a big gap and it's unsustainable, the crash is going to happen. So get a chance to look at it from the macro and the micro. What's going on with your iceberg? The tip of the iceberg is all the stuff that you've built. Underneath is what you've, who you've become to be able to, to, to hold all that up, to be able to sustain it with joy. Look at that. Look at your PPC balance and just ask yourself those questions. And then from there, you can make an assessment and then you can make a decision on what you want to do next. And so I've got a lot of different tools. I've got a lot of different programs and processes. I have a, I have a number of different I have a solution for you. I'll put it that way. I have a solution for you if you are looking to create more balance between your P and your PC. I have a proven solution that has worked in my life and it worked in a lot of other people's lives. And so 
If you're feeling that overwhelm, you're feeling that tired, that anxiety, that frustration, all those things, and you want the solution, I've listed so many things in this, this entire 300 plus episode podcast. Like the solution exists in there. I've talked about it. So you can go back and just look through different episodes and look on the ones that talk about balance, look on the ones that talk about health, look at the ones that talk about your five wheels, seven building blocks, six Fs, balance chart, your bigger why, passions, all of it. I've talked about it so much. And if you, you know, so that's there for you. That's there for everybody. Free resource. And if you want to do something else, get in touch with me. Because I have other solutions as well. I have other pathways as well. I have, I have other resources for you as well. So this will be the third time I share my contact info, but this is great. Matthew, MatthewBivens.com. Instagram, at Matthew underscore Bivens. And Christine, I appreciate you. This email and this conversation was tremendous. I obviously have so much to say about this topic because we are all experiencing some level of this, right? Everybody is where they're at in terms of their PPC balance, juggling the different balls that they have. You know, where is your joy in in the life that you've taken on? Where is your ability to handle it? Everybody is somewhere on that spectrum. So that's what's so great about this question because everybody can see themselves in it. Everyone can relate to it from their own perspective and their own experience. And, and everybody has a chance to measure themselves. Okay, zero out of 10, where am I at in my PPC balance? Right, everybody has a, a number. And then from there, you can do something about it. So I appreciate your question, Christine. I appreciate you reaching out to me. And I appreciate you listening right now because this is obviously something that's on your spirit. And what I'm excited about is Something is going to stir within you from this conversation to address your gap, to look at your iceberg, to see how in balance or out of balance you are. And that excites me because I believe it's going to inspire some sort of action. And I use the word inspire because that inspire means you take an action. Motivate means you feel a certain type of way. I'm not here to motivate you. I don't want you to just feel a certain type of way. I'm about action. I'm about massive action. So I'm excited to, to, to feel the ripple effects of this conversation in the actions that you now take in your life because that is going to help you to create that abundant, loving life. And that's what we are all here for. So this has been really fantastic. I appreciate you hanging out with me today. A lot of fun. Thank you for joining me. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.